Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. They go towards the left again. Here's Burton. Now they've got a bit of space out wide to the left. Now a quick pass. It's intercepted by Martinez and Lesniak. He's got space. He's got pace. He's going over the 40, over the 30. No one's going to catch him. Where's that Ocar? Nowhere to be seen. Dallin Martinez and Lesniak goes the length of the field. And the Warriors have try number two. Johnson generally takes this one off the back as he does this time. Going to the left, and here they're going to get a little bit of an overlap. He's got Reese Walsh running on the outside. Walsh goes to take the line off, but gets the pass away to Cossey. And Edward Cossey scores the Warriors' third try. Easy as you like in the left-hand corner. It's going to be 16 points to six. A few casualties for the Bulldogs. Here's Johnson gets through a hole. He's got mid on his outside. And it's inside. He dummies. He goes himself under the sticks. That'll just about do it. Sean Johnson comes to the party. That uh, was the sound of uh, Sam Hewitt going uh, through the gears uh, as he commentated uh, some spectacular Warriors tries at the weekend here on SENZ. Quite remarkable uh, turnaround there. Just looking at uh, some of the results uh, over the weekend. Of course, Warriors 42, the Bulldogs 18. The Storm 16, the Panthers 0. Yeah, get that. 16-0, the Panthers. Where have they disappeared to? Uh, the Rabbitohs keeping the Eels scoreless, 26-0. The Roosters, 32. The Cowboys, 18. The Sharks, 36. The West Tigers, 12. Broncos, 28. Knights, 10. The Raiders, 24. The Dragons, 22. And incredibly, yesterday, a bad result for the Sea Eagles. The Gold Coast Titans thumping them, thumping them by 20. 44 to 24. Some quite remarkable results over the weekend. I'm pleased to say we've got Andrew Voss on the line, of course, the voice of Rugby League on television. Uh, Vossie, um, well, let's go back. Can we go back as far as uh, the, the first game of the round? The Storm 16, keeping the Panthers scoreless. Didn't see that. Yeah, we, we can certainly go back. Good morning, everyone, um, on that result. Now, both teams can say they had players out, although uh, on balance, Penrith... Uh, greatly affected by the fact you take out three of their playmakers. The Dylan Edwards loss on game day was big on the back of Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary. But we're, but look, there's some pretty damning stats against Penrith, and they've been priding themselves on next man up and all that sort of thing. They had 55 tackles inside the Storm 20 in the match, 55, and did not come up with a single point. So that is um, most disappointing. Didn't seem to get much... With their play, they, they couldn't get Viliami Kikau into the game on the left, um, so that was surprising. But Melbourne Storm, three in a row after four straight losses, um, it will be defence that gets Melbourne to right to the pointy end of the season rather than attack. Um, 
uh, where I was about to write them off as genuine premiership contender, they're certainly still in the mix. You do it at your peril. But I think there are sides playing better than Melbourne. Even though they've, they've beaten Penrith 16-0, I think the former teams like the Roosters, the Rabbitohs, who will probably finish below Melbourne, uh, might be better. Might be better. Okay. Uh, we'll look at the, uh, the points table uh, shortly. Um, not appearing on the points table with any significance, of course, are our Warriors. But 42-18 <laughs> over the Bulldogs. And uh, the, they finished the game in uh, absolute style. A trademark uh, Sean Johnson dummy and then under the post. So it was pretty spectacular in front of 17,000 faithful. Oh, yeah, so good. Look, back in the day when Daryl Halligan and I called our Warriors matches on Sky Sport New Zealand, we used to, we used to joke that a Warriors game never really begun until the last 10 minutes. Um, and, and, you know, they could have leads, but no one felt comfortable. They could lead by, you know, 12, 18 points going to the last 10 and you're not feeling safe. They could trail by that and come up with points. Well, it was nice to see the other day. I mean, the game was in the balance, wasn't it? 24-18. I, I thought Warriors thoroughly deserved to win the game, but they're still not home. And then all of a sudden, three tries in the last, what, five or six minutes um, takes the scoreline out to 40. So I'm, re- I'm just really happy that, they not, not only backed up what was an awful performance last week against South Sydney, that they not only played well, that they, they finished strongly, top 40 points, made the fans feel good. I just hope that that can carry on over the next three weeks, be it at home or away um, with the Warriors. And, of course, their, their next match is all the way up in Townsville, so it's a pretty tough road trip. They'll play the Cowboys coming off a loss. But I, but I do hope that they go with the same... Gusto and vigour when they take on the Cowboys um, this week. Have they made a mistake, uh, the Warriors, um, if they're not looking to re-sign Dejan Asi? Oh, oh, well, they've got um, they've got Luke Metcalf coming across to them now. You haven't seen much of Luke because Cronulla are going very well, but I'm thinking he's a player. I'm thinking they're going to get good value out of um, Metcalf coming to the Warriors. So. Um, you know, I'd like to think, again, while you haven't seen much of him in the NRL, I, I think he's a bit like Connor Tracy at the Sharks too. There's another player that goes very well, um, that would be playing first grade every single week at another club. But, you know, when, when the um, Sharks have their uh, wingers, Militalo and Katoa fit, that he doesn't sort of fit in anywhere. But I think Metcalf's going to be a good signing. So they've sort of, got to sort of work out what they're doing around the players they have. And you, you, I suppose you, you can't have... You can't go over the top with too many halves and five-eighths. You've got, to, you've got to put your priorities somewhere. Okay. Um, let's talk, can we talk about Ed, Ed Cossey, uh, this young kid, 23-year-old yeah, kid, who's he's scoring some great tries. What, what kind of future for him? And is he, is, Would he be a target for other clubs? That's, that's the problem you get mm. when you get a, a player of that age with that much quality. No. Well, mate, I'm still, Smithy, I'm still getting over the fact that David Fusatua no longer plays for the Warriors. You know, one of my favourite players, great finisher. Can't believe that he's He's, um, he's not there plying his trade with the Warriors. Look, um, showing great promise. Uh, and, and you would say from his first performances in the NRL, you think, oh, gee, I don't know whether, whether he's up to it. But he's obviously a work in progress. Those closest to the Warriors know what they've got to work with, that there's a bit of a, a rough diamond there, and we're starting to see the results. So, you know, put another off-season into him. Um, and, and now that he knows what the NRL is about, what's expected of him, um, could carry on a, a great tradition of of um, some, some damn fine wingers out of the Warriors. So um, I hope for the Warriors' sake, he's going to stay there rather than end up elsewhere. Quite a nice fan base, Bulldogs uh, fan base in, in New Zealand, actually. And, and uh, 
I guess they'd be pretty depressed uh, about their season and all. And uh, you get a girl like Josh Adokar uh, coming across um, after being so successful with Melbourne. Um, where do you see the Bulldogs? Well, yeah, I look. I didn't have them in my top eight, so I'm not going to say where they finish is a surprise. I, they, they certainly improved with Mick Potter coming on board as coach, and suddenly the the, you know, the scoring average. The weekend was was a, was a was a step back. The the loss to the Warriors was a step back for mine, and the previous week they were in there um, for a long way. But uh, look, they've, they've just announced that Cameron Seraldo will be there for five years, so they've locked in their coach. They've already got the signings of the likes of Kickow. Reed Marnie, Ryan Sutton out of the Raiders coming on board next uh, year. There's still a bit of cleaning out to do of the roster, but now that Cameron Serraldo's on board, I guess he'll have the final say on that. They are headed in the right direction, Smithy, but it's not at, at not, not at a rate of knots, is it? Like I, I don't know whether I'm even going to be tipping this far out whether Canterbury will make the eight next year, but they are improving from you know bottom of the table. They're going to finish uh, bottom four or five this year then hopefully, for their sake, they're, they're, they're sort of in and around the eight next year, uh, given the roster they will have and, and the expectations of the new coach. Really nice gesture, though. Uh, they came into the Warriors' uh, dressing room, apparently, after the game to thank them for the sacrifice, keeping uh, the, mm. keeping on going uh, during the NRL uh, pandemic, oh. of course. Yeah, love to hear that. Love to hear that. And, and, and yeah, that, message, that message resonates across the fan base uh, here in Australia as well for the appreciation of what the Warriors done. And look, I, again, if you did a survey of rugby league fans in Australia, there's certainly no objection to the, the idea, and I certainly stand by it, that the Warriors should play every single game in New Zealand next year. I'm all for that. I, I think the NRL club should sit down at the table and say, right, well, we, we'll, we'll take our uh, home game against the Warriors. We'll, we'll play that in Christchurch. We'll take our home game. We'll take it at the Rarotonga. We'll, you know, wherever. Whangarei. We'll go everywhere. I just think the Warriors should have an entire season at home. Don't have to step onto an international flight once um, through the regular season next year. And I think if you surveyed the fans, I think it would come out the majority would support that as well. It would be interesting to see what the um, Australian players within the Warriors group would think of that concept, Fossey. <clears throat> oh, well, <laughs> well I, I'm hoping that they're, um, they're all behind what's best for the club and its fans. Uh, Smithy, I'll, I'll answer that one diplomatically. Um, and and given what the rugby league fans, it's not just Warriors fans, it's rugby league fans have had to endure in New Zealand over the last few years. Tonight, I've seen the product firsthand. I think 12 months of uh, that. I mean, look, they're talking, Smithy, about having three buys next year. Um, now, we might, we might go from one buy to three buys next season when they work out how the season's going to work. So there would be time to you know, have a week off here or there and get away. So, but, I, but I think fans, fans, club, sponsor comes first. Rabbitohs, 26. The Eels blanked as well, 26-0. Um, that's, a, that's a hell of a result. And it's bumped them uh, up to, what, fifth on the ladder now? Well, Parramatta, I'll, I'll make a statement on the Eels on what we've seen this year. And they're, they're the only team. They've beaten Penrith twice. Um, Parramatta could win the grand final. But don't take that out of the context I'm using that. They won't get to the grand final because they can't put together four weeks. You know, they, they are so good on their given day and, and proven by the performances against Penrith this year. But they just cannot... You know, Matty John said on my program this morning, you know when they put on a good performance that a stinker's not too far away. That's the truth. I mean, that was so poor. They can't, you know, Mitchell Moses out of the side, surely... 
you know, 26 silver scoreline. And that was the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs could have won by 40, to be quite honest. Um, so, so Parramatta have issues. Uh, and while they, you know, there's, there's still a chance to finish in the top four, but I'm thinking they're going to be bottom half of the top eight. They could run into like a rooster side that's, you know, won six or seven, you know, going into the finals. So I, I think it's, it's more negative than positive, the outlook for Parramatta right now, but it really is a case of the ball is in your court. At your best, you are a contender. But the next three weeks, you need to find that momentum going into the finals, and it starts with Canterbury. This Saturday afternoon, I reckon, is a massive danger game for them, Bulldogs having already beaten Parramatta once this year. I want to look uh, a little bit too at this Roosters' performance over the Cowboys. Cowboys, of course, uh, second behind the Panthers on the table. To me, that was uh, quite a big turn-up, but they had motivation there. It was James Tedesco's 200th game. Uh, But the work rate, too, of uh, a fallen warrior, shall we say, and Matt Lodge was quite impressive. Oh, the front row. Look, incredibly, I was calling the match here. Um, At one stage in the second half, I added up the run metres of Jared Oria Hargreaves, who's still one of the best front rows in the game. I love him as a player. What a leader. And Matt Lodge, they combined had run for more metres than the entire Cowboys pack. That is, that's a damning set. It's not like possession was incredibly weighted the Roosters way. It was just the work rate of the two front rowers. It was old-fashioned, build a platform up front and go from there. Um, and they got rewarded even with four pointers. How, what about that stat, Smitty? The entire front row scored for the Roosters the other day. Lodge broke up a try drought of some three years. Jared goes over for what was it, the 15th try of his career. Uh, Sam Beryl scores a try. It had been 40 years since the starting front row for the Roosters had all scored in the same game. So there was a, a curious little stat. But if they, if they have that platform and you've got Tokiaho to come back, you've got Lindsay Collins to come back, they will have the best front row rotation in the competition going into the finals. And that's a great box to tick. Um, with Kiri back in form, Tedesco at the back, Manu, one of the best players in the league, look out. The Roosters are in this up to their eyeballs. Looks like the Sea Eagles uh, season is uh, done and dusted um, oh, on the back of yeah. a, a, a thumping yesterday, last game of the round. Titans 44, Sea Eagles 24. That's a terrible oh. result. Oh, awful result. With so much to play for. And, you know, you're playing the team team. Last. You know the Titans haven't won a game since Magic Round? I mean, I can barely remember Magic Round. It's that long ago. <laughs> that's, when the, that's when the Titans last won. And they had not scored, they hadn't scored 30 points or more in a game this year, and they put on 44 against a team in still in finals contention, albeit a long shot. But some of the defence was just so. Uh, look, they won't want to watch back a replay. It really was embarrassing from Manly yesterday. It was an embarrassment. And, and their season's done and dusted. I don't want to hear anyone tell me mathematically possible they can make it. Um, it, ain't, it ain't, just ain't going to happen. And, and I sort of look back. I think Manly season may have ended three weeks ago now, to be honest. Uh, you know, they're on a losing run um, and very disappointing. I expected far more of them. I had them in the top four this year. That was with Tom Trebojevic, I must admit. Weren't to know that he was going to be sidelined for the second half of the season. But um, no, that's been a, a really disappointing result for the season. But yesterday, the low point, um, they've got three weeks to get through now. Let's see how they go. Right, let's uh, just uh, quickly look at um, what's coming up this week. Uh, Vossi, I'm not quite sure which one's your book to call, but 
Uh, the three first ones, probably, are the three key ones. We're looking the Rabbitohs, Panthers, uh, Cowboys, Warriors, and Broncos and Storm are probably the three key games looking in the weekend. Yeah, oh, look, Rabbitohs, Panthers, again, players out. Um, they'd be hoping they get Dylan Edwards back, but, but it's big. You know, um, Latrell Mitchell in the form he's in, he's in... He's in Tommy Trevojevic areas from last year. And, you know, Cody Walker stars. You've got a south side that is capable of scoring, you know, 20, 30 points every single game. So the Panthers' defence will be put to the test. Cowboys-Warriors is a vital game, obviously, for the Cowboys. Um, they form a little scratchy. Uh, Brisbane-Melbourne is big. Can you say Brisbane are back on the back of beating Newcastle? I don't know about that, but... They'd want to improve when they take on Melbourne. So there are some big matches. Um, again, I think Parramatta-Canterbury is a game you won't want to take your eyes off either this weekend. I, I really think you know, Canterbury will be, will be well and truly revved up to, to put pressure on Parramatta. And there's going to be some big... Like, Parramatta, like when we're talking about mathematical po- possibilities, Smithy, if you have looked at the draw for the last three rounds, I mean, Parramatta could miss the eight. There's a chance that come the end of this weekend... We will have teams five to eight, so the bottom four of the top eight all on the same number of points, with the Raiders only two points behind. So two points between fifth and ninth. I can't remember a season like that um, just a few weeks out from the finals. No, it's, it is. It's quite intriguing, actually. And my God, it's, a hard, it's hard to pick. It really is hard. I wonder if it's a little, little easier to pick uh, in terms of the NRLW, with, which kicks off uh, this weekend. Six teams going uh, into the competition this round, looking to expand, I guess, going forward. Roosters, uh, a chance to go back-to-back here? Oh, look, well, look, I'll tell you what is massive news, Smithy, uh, out of the NRLW here. I'm not sure whether too many would be aware. So we're opening the new, what was the Sydney Football Stadium, reopened. I was there on the, on the weekend at next door at the SCG. It looks fantastic. It will, it will open in the final round with the Roosters playing the Rabbitohs. But it was announced over the weekend that it won't be the NRL that plays the actual first game at, uh, at, at Allianz Stadium, the Sydney Football Stadium. It will be the NRLW, and the Roosters will have the honour... Uh, of playing the women against the Dragons. I mean, that's tremendous, uh, a tremendous moment for them that they will be the first to play at this, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars it costs, but it's a very impressive-looking stadium, um, and, and it will be the women, women's rugby league will be the very first sporting event played there. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, look forward to that and the coverage of that as well. Uh, how about the Wallabies getting spanked by uh, Lost Pumas and Michael Checker quite emotional uh, about the whole deal. 48-17 in Argentina after winning the first one. We talk about Ian Foster being under pressure, Dave Rennie's name being mentioned in dispatches over there. Ooh. Yeah, well, there's no one writing up much in the positive. What is, so what is it? A, it's a year and three weeks out from the World Cup starting. I think I've got that right. Um, and I know, look, I know there was, and you can go back to the controversial no try before half time if some of our listeners saw it. It was a try that, if allowed, was going to put Australia in front. But fair dinkum, I don't think you can shout from the rooftops that you've been hard done by when you end up conceding so many points and lose by over 30. Um, no, it's, it's pretty underwhelming stuff from, uh, from the Wallabies. Um, with some big matches ahead, but but maybe we'll be crowing a different tune in a few weeks, Smithy. Let's let's keep our powder dry on that one before we put the slipper totally into the Wallabies, eh? Yep, uh, we'll keep our powder dry on that one. Uh, as is uh, Cameron Smith at the moment. Uh, what are you hearing? What are you hearing in terms of LIB? Oh, gone. 
Well, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone to live. You might as well get the money while it's on offer. Um, but he'll, you know, he's the, the way the FedEx is. They reduce the field every week, so he's through to the second week. He got a two-shot penalty before the final round started today, and hasn't didn't end up figuring in the finish. You got a two-shot penalty for an illegal placement of the ball after a, a drop and a ball in the water yesterday. But no, he's gone. I think I think you got to say he's gone. I mean, there'd be nothing to gain. Um, through, if, if you're not going to live, why wouldn't you just come out and say it? Because obviously people would go, oh, you beauty, you show. To, to sit on the fence means you're, you're gone, I think. So he's gone. He's gone. Bugger. And that's all i got to say, bugger. And thank you very much, uh, Vossi, for uh, your input this week. Uh, have a good week, mate. We look forward to your calls next weekend. Cheers. Yeah, and, and Warriors fans, enjoy the week. Enjoy the win you've mm. just had, and uh, now try and make it back-to-back. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.